Lola, what are you doing? What you doing, Lola's? What are you doing? Huh? This is, I'm, I'm here to see you, Dad. No, she's not. She's like, I know you have potato chips beside you. I would like <laughs> some of those potato chips. <laughs> so I'm going to look lovingly at my dad and he will mm-hmm. give me potato chips. <laughs> I will not give her potato chips. So. <laughs> Amazingly, that's she's, what my cat does. She's not to have the potato chips right now. So no. Yeah. So right. Right, little girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of my water. It's weird. So Okay, so um, hi guys, welcome, welcome to the podcast. It's Thursday night, which means mm-hmm. you're hanging out with us, um, hopefully, but we'll see. Or as we, as I, I have uh, been told, um, we have an FBI warning here what? in Derry, Pennsylvania. Someone is impersonating an FBI agent oh, knocking on people's doors. That's not okay. <laughs> The funniest thing is, though, the dude's in a minivan. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, nothing says FBI like a gray minivan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, I was like, so if they're if I hear a knock at the door during the podcast, you may see some action going on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna do this from this page. So let's talk about some stuff we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Boom. So if you ever want to just go to our website, you can go right up here to events and see the next thing we have coming up is the strike of limited signing event that is uh this Saturday, and now with more swag. So check it out. Is that cranberry? 40 bucks to get in 5 30 8 30 um you can purchase a ticket online you can just go to this link takes you right to the like i'll just show you right now it just takes you right to it you go down here put it in your cart boom you're done super easy pay for it all good here's what you get you get a free poster featuring stranko art it's actually got uh nick fury on it you get a copy of the victorian with art by stranko it's a victorian single issue um I think it actually already comes signed by him. Like we just had a bunch laying around. Uh, you get into a raffle to win a Strange Chills 161 valued at $25. I actually am the one who put that. Uh, that's that's from my personal collection. So please, someone buy some tickets to make me feel that I didn't just give this to one person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, Todd will be there to give you a can or a bottle of the one of the Three Rivers. Cut exclusive beers of your choice. Um, we also have some other uh Stranko books available for purchase. Um they'll be they're right on the wall, right behind the counter. And um if you want anything signed, it's $65 per item. That's pretty much it. No limit on how many items you can uh have him sign. Um but while we were in here, oh wait, sorry, I want to go back to other events. So we have the secret warehouse coming up. That's the weekend after or two weeks after that. Um we added, I think, a hundred new boxes to it, maybe, maybe more than that. Um, so it's a lot. Uh, a hundred thousand new books added to it, which is awesome. And then we have our Geek Flea Market coming up. The Geek Flea Market is in Cranberry. Uh, you can call Cranberry uh, or check out their Facebook page for a link to sign up. Super easy. Uh, so something people don't know here is you can go to shop. You can go to shop. You see all the stores. That's cool. We have graphic novels stuff. We have eBay. We have an Amazon store. We also have exclusive apparel. This is cool. So not only can you shop stuff that has the regular IDC logo on it, we have some cool stuff. This designed by Gary Morgan, which I love. Um, and then we also have this one from DJ Kaufman, support local comics. And you can get it on all kinds of stuff. Uh, so if you just click the, the big logo... It shows you all the cool shit you can buy. And this guy, this stuff just gets sent right to your house. Uh, here's where I got a bunch of my baseball tees. I have that one. I have that one. I think I have that one. 
I don't know that one because I don't usually get white shirts because I get them dirty. Um, but a backpack is sweet. These socks are cool. They are actually they look small, but they're actually very big. They fit my size 12 feet. Um, the recycled uh, lunch bag is pretty sweet. Um, there's a bandana. There's a dog bandana. There's a die cut bag. All kinds of cool stuff. Um, and I think depending on the the thing, you can actually get other stuff. Like if I go to the support local comics, like there you see a hat that was not available in the other one, uh, a cutoff tee, um, bright yellow shirt, a different water mug, um, a different travel mug. I actually think I have this one. It's like a like a like a yeti almost. Mm. Um, like the baseball style hoodie. I like the backpack. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, more socks, more bandanas. Um, and then if we go back to the DJ one. Oh, that's cool! It's got like a ladies' V-neck football tee. Um, I have this. Which one do I have? I, I have that have one. The, you have that one. Yeah, the dark one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you wear that a couple of times. Yeah. So these are all cool. Right now, uh, for the next five days, everything is 20% off. You just click the redeem button and you pick your item. So let's say we want a... Do, do, do. Where did it go? What? Where did it go? Uh, oh, there it is. Let's see. I want a men's freaking apron. Um, huh? What color do I want? Multiple uses, not multiple just colors. Cooking. Multiple uses. You could use this. To, you could use this as your painting apron if you're into painting. Or if um, you're doing yard sales, you have the pocket for that change. Right. Okay, let's say we go with the red one, right? So it's uh that's a it, it just one. fits all whatever. It's close to red. It's the red, the only reddish option. No, it's not. There's a red one. Red oh, yeah, you're right. Blue. You're right. All right, we're going <laughs> with this cranberry maroon then. Um so that's only one. I can go down here and check out the sizes, blah, blah, blah. And I can add it to my cart. Add to shopping cart. So uh, as you see, it was, uh, you know, 20, 21.49. There are, there, the shipping cost was 4.49. The discount is 4.39. So I basically saved, I, I paid 19 cents for shipping. And all you I've can't do is beat just, that nowadays. That's right. That's a steal, right? Nineteen cents for shipping, right? I think most people will take that. Yeah. So if you're interested in getting some cool NDC swag, now's the time to do it. Mails right mm -hmm. to your house. It's usually there within a week. Um, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but that is what we have on on the store. So. Right. Uh, <sighs> what do we want to touch on here first? Show well, stuff off, talk about Neocon or talk about Neo. Yeah. All right. Let's do so this. last weekend, Justin and I were in North Olmsted, Ohio for Neo Comic Con. Um, yes. Neo Comic Con is run by the guys from um Hey Kids or uh no, sorry, Comics Are Go. Um, we've been doing this show a long time. It's in like a sporting arena, it's a one-day thing, it's all comics. Uh got to run into some cool vendors that I haven't seen in a while, like the guys from Comics Heaven. Um and uh, it was kind of neat because, like, we showed up and, and one of the vendors who was across from us apparently couldn't make it. So I was like, um, okay, I guess we're each going to have our own table. So we took all the shit that we were going to put on the floor, plus random stuff we had in the van. And just, mm -hmm. I was like, here you go, Justin, sit at this table by yourself. <laughs> and uh, well, I, was, I was helping you because your, your table got crushed more than mine did. Oh, yeah. So. I definitely like when I saw you getting slammed and there was nobody near me, I right. would go back and forth. So I got my steps in, so I can't complain <laughs> on that. But, you know, it, it was a good time. It it was challenging to go to the bathroom or get something to eat. Yeah. But 
you know, that again, that's, you know, my uh, stepson was not available this year as he was last year. So <laughs> it's all good. Uh, he said he would like to do it next year. So okay. we will see. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see about that, Harry. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, here, here's like semi mess stuff that he kind of left here. What? Yeah. Well, I, I had to help him. I told you in, in the U-Haul, it was just everywhere. And I'm like, oh, good thing I my I turned on my UPS mode and I I packed like a motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> nice. and I'm like, okay, you should have room for all the stuff you're going to grab and take to Philly. So, right. and then we spent my day off. Me and the wife were packing up his room to look Jeez. presentable for guests. Jeez. If anyone ever wants to come and hang out with me and the wife. So, and stay over. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say? Shit. I lost it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, the show was really good. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Glad to do it every year. Um, always, always a good time. Sold a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm did, glad that we, we did went. very solid. This was, yeah. Can I say this was probably our first solid show other than our own? What, this like, year? Yeah, money-wise. No, we did okay in sci-fi. No. Okay. I mean, I mean it was a little on the lower end, but it wasn't bad. But yes. But I know. felt like we did better at Neo. We did like, pretty much the our flow average. Felt but... we oh, the, we were the not flow dead. felt a little better. Uh, but it was a comic show and we were comic mm. dealers, so it helped out. So um, it was pretty good. Like, I didn't see a lot of cosplay, though, but I think a lot of it was happening on the other side. Yes. So yeah, they had they had it like wrapped around okay. like the the alleys and stuff. And actually, we saw some pretty cool cosplay. Yeah. Uh, well, we saw a someone did a costume. I think they made it out of cardboard and plastic piping and they made themselves look like one of the lego minis oh yeah half was spidey and half was cap america yeah and i i'm like i felt bad for that poor person because they must have been <laughs> roasted in that damn thing they i hope yeah. they had fans in it or something yeah but that was really i warm. think that probably won top prize if not like most creative so you know cool on them uh what we did get the th- is this a neocon exclusive variant that we mm-hmm. got okay that's why it wasn't showing up on my clz or cover price uh me and john got the stephen butler uh for those who remember him as the man who created silver sable mm-hmm. uh in spider-man uh he did a cover for your book scrapper which yep. you reviewed last, last week. week. Yep. Uh-huh. So me and you each got a signed copy of this. And this went, this was going towards uh they were doing a uh, dog uh well a shelter yeah foundation. I I don't know which foundation, but I know they were doing a a foundation donation, you know, so all proceeds went to that pretty much. Because right. we got our autographs for free if we got this book so giving it right. to a good cause as you are being bombarded by your puppies oh my god all the dogs all of them although i did see the most adorable kitten i almost brought home yeah to, the, to be cat number three here at the comp house <laughs> uh, but they told me he was already adopted so oh i'm the beautiful white and gray kitten with extra toes Oh. I'm a sucker for extra toe kittens. Crazy. All right. Let's talk comics. Mm-hmm. So we can get this thing moving along. There we have a lot of other stuff to talk about mm-hmm. uh toward the end. But uh let's let's talk some comic books. So right. the 
comic book cover roulette starts now. Now. Boom. All right. Uh, Justice Society of America, number five. Uh, last we left off, <clears throat> Huntress was trying to save uh, the JSA and the world basically against uh what's his name uh the Gaton. i the pronunciation's awful but um he was the nazi who was time traveling multiple versions of himself all over the place um they beat him the first time earlier in the series uh then she goes and meets her dad who happens to be batman um this was a very like little heart warming. She misses him, gave him a hug, you know. And of course, he did the whole you shouldn't have done this, you're messing with the timeline, blah blah, you know. And uh the the JSA shows up with men and Madame Xenadu, uh, who have the uh time traveling snow globe trinket. Um, but so does uh Jaton. There, I think that's how you pronounce it, is Jaton. Uh, and it's multiple versions of him. Uh, but um, as they start to fight, every version of the JSA shows up. Mm. So you're getting classic, you're getting you know, Silver Age, you're getting modern, you're getting future. They're all fighting. And of course, my favorite panel of it was three Dr. Fates <laughs> trapping nice. trapping the evil Nazi into the time globe, which was kind of cool because I guess he's trapped in there and you see like he's trapped in with alternative version of uh joker and stuff like that and one of the jokers you see prominently is bruce wayne's mom wow so that oh, that was a my... kind of a cool little panel there um and after this happens every the timeline readjusts itself so everything goes back to normal except huntress is still here um and they're trying to figure out why uh but they don't know how to do it. Um, and that's pretty much like kind of the end. Like you get introduced to, uh, I guess, Stargirl, um, Judy Garrett. Oh. And our hourglass man. Our man. Or our man show up. And I guess they're going to try to find a solution on how to get Huntress back into the future. All right. So I have a, I have a question about this cover. Okay. How to flash and Huntress fly. I have no idea. Like everyone else legitimately can fly. How, what the hell's going on with them? And, and is that Solomon Grundy on the bottom? Yes, it is. Cause he's part of the future JSA. Awesome. So All it, right. it was, I'm really enjoying the Justice Society, and I think it's very underrated DC book. Nobody's really talking about it, which that's usual for the GSA. Nobody right. gives a crap about the GSA. <laughs> they love the Justice League, but they could give a crap about the GSA. So right. I give this um two scrambled eggs. Uh, <laughs> Two slices of bacon uh, with a glass of milk. It's it's okay. pretty standard uh, stuff. Uh, Nothing like super spectacular. I thought you were going to be like two eggs, side of toast, two slices of bacon, glass of milk, because it's wholesome in 1940s. Yeah, that too, but you can go that route. But it, it was just, it's standard stuff. It's nothing spectacular, but it's nothing like, oh, this is garbage. So right. it's that, that's the, it's the perfect kind of, eh, it's fine. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Ready for next one or for the next one? Mm-hmm. Might be yours, might be mine. I don't know. Here we go. Roulette. Stop. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like three weeks in a row of this. No, last week, <laughs> last week it actually went back and forth, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, all right. Uh all right. This is again, this is one of mine, guys. Uh we're finishing up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Last Road in the Lost Years. This is the last last book. Um, it picks up from the death match that Mikey was in, involved with with his uh, his friend who died. Um, Mikey wins, of course, but Mikey is Mikey lost it. Pretty much takes out a bunch of thugs that are trying to route like from the the death match crew here. Um, they knock him out. Uh, he wakes up in the gurney and. They do keep their word of freeing him. Um, but he wants to know where this death worm is, which is like the ultimate bad guy, because apparently he's the guy that destroyed. He had destroyed the village. He he was like kind of the shredder of this like era or right. the area that he ran. So um you know, the the people are like, well, you know, do you think he comes down here and messes with us peons? You know, you're crazy. And I was like, well, you got to know something. And they're like, well, we heard he's in Europe somewhere. So my EC pages of him traveling to Europe with the ghosts of everybody behind him, this, that, and the other. Uh, he finally find he <laughs> this one's pretty interesting. He's in Rome. And of course, the headquarters of Death Worm is in the Roman Coliseum. Mm. And so he goes in, uh, takes down like most of this army. Um, you see this guy speaking Mongolian, huge strapping Mongolian. Uh, and Mikey's like, oh, this must be the guy. Um, pretty much just takes him out pretty easily and he's like this is too easy he even says it's too easy um next thing you know you see this thin dude come up and smack him around a little bit turns out the skinny dude is death worm oh. um, so uh they have a discussion and he's like i'm here to you know get revenge with all these people that you have wronged and he's like he's recalling all the people and he's like well i used to you know i used to be friends with this guy and he used to you know this and that and the other kind of very shredder like so this just kind of motivates mikey um he does defeat him in the end uh he takes the two uh that are electrically charged and just jams him right into the guy and obliterates him. Uh, and of course the gang breaks up because they want no part of, you know, Mikey. And at that point you're seeing where the circle begins for the original last Ronin as he heads back to New York. And then the last couple pages of the book is Casey giving this like monologue about the next generation of turtles. So um, all around, I loved this last year's series. This book was excellent, got to the point. Um, I'm going to give this scrambled eggs with a mix of shark cheddar and pepper jack. Um, I'm going to give this sausage and bacon with small thing of home fries and some nice oj uh this was a solid book solid series uh not as good as original last ronin uh, but this the details that they give and the journey that you see mike go through after you know his brothers die 
Um, it really fills in the blanks. IDW is killing it with Ninja Turtles right now. I don't think they can do any wrong with Ninja Turtles at this point. So, you know, solid, solid book, solid series. Definitely probably one of the so series of the year for me. So. Cool. That is awesome. I, you know, I've only read the first volume, so um, I didn't read I, the second I, I was going to say, maybe wait for it on trade and get, read it. Um, like I said, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. and you get, you get introduced to the next age of turtles, mm. which I'm sure maybe that next generation mm. of kids will get into it. Right. All right, here we go. We're going to spin the roulette wheel again. <coughs> hey, <laughs> this works out because we both read this book. Yes. So on the weird mishap that we both read this book, we're both going to talk about it a little bit. All right. So um, <coughs> I'll let you do do because you're you're a little more thorough. But I just wanted to say, like, for most part, um, I loved the art in this. I love the flow of this book. Um, yes. Yes. I, I agree on that. I think it's a great. um, Like a great dive into the psyche of Magneto for the most mm -hmm. part. Like it picks a place where, you know, where he is the headmaster at uh, Xavier's Institute. The new mutants are the, the main mutants that are there, and it really talks about the difference between a hero and a villain, and how that can be a very narrow path um, or a gray area, which I thought was I a like very cool way that they did it so i like to say it's the double-edged sword yeah like this is the true meaning of a double-edged sword um yeah but you know i love the fact like that the cover says it all like i wish they had um variant covers for this i was surprised they didn't do a lot of variant covers for this cover um because i think they could have did something with it um, but I like this. I like cover A because um, it's very represent of what you said, the book of um, he's sitting there teaching the new mutants uh, by using the brotherhood of evil as training method in the in uh, in um, the danger room. And he was talking about showing compassion, which is something that Charles Xavier always was telling him years and years and years of Charles always being the one, the rational one saying compassion, compassion, compassion. And Magneto was always like, we have to take a stand. We have to fight back. So um, I loved it that you, he, you go through his past with the ghosts of all his pasts, you see the ghosts represent like him in the Auschwitz or, or you know, I'm assuming Auschwitz. Oh, no, uh, he says it's Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Okay. I, I, you know, just sometimes, you know, you never know. It could be another encampment, but Auschwitz is obviously the most famous of the encampments. Um, and it's... It's a really good story. I like the the new uh, villain at the end of the book here. Mm, yeah. Um, but they never say her name. Yeah, they, they do. Hear the name? Do they? It's at the end. So it's on that last page. Hold on. Okay. Damn it! I just put it in a bag. So it's not talking about it. <laughs> uh, Damn but it! I, I love I love her costume because it looks like kind of a. It oh, looks that, like an old school it, vert. It looks like old school Magneto, but it's like red and orange. And it's Ire. Know. Her name's Ire, Queen of Wrath, and Ire. the Sisterhood of Evil Mutants have welcomed him. Welcomed him home. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. it's it's very, very interesting, and I I'm I'm curious where it's going to go. It 
you know, this is a, a Dematis storyline, and you mm-hmm. really can feel it. Like it's got that that old, uh, like that eighties nineties vibe to it in the writing, yeah. and that's, that's even the costumes. Like you know, you got the New Mutants in their <clears throat> classic costumes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's why I love it. Like they even have the Brotherhood in their old costumes. Look at that. That's the right. Well, the they do that with that really, Yeah, yeah. But the the Toad in the really crappy outfit. Right. You know, um, but it's a solid book. Um, I don't know if this is like an alternative version or something or if this is still dealing with Krokoa because there's no Krokoa. Oh, no, this uh, is in the past for sure. I just don't know if it's in continuity, but this is in the past because this would have been when the New Mutants were in the this would have been around the same time as X Factor. Because okay. like because X Factor was on the the pyramid and these these guys were in the uh were in the school because they were the new the new X-Men basically, but they were called okay. new mutants instead of new X-Men. Okay. So um I give this book oh this will be uh, I give it a breakfast burrito. <laughs> hash browns and a iced coffee so I, i'm i'm gonna do you one better um anybody who's ever had the taco bell breakfast oh and i'm i'm gonna say the sausage um what is that what do they call it it's not a burrito but it's the um Like breakfast wrap thing. Yes, the breakfast wrap, the sausage okay. breakfast wrap, okay. and you can have the option of having the hash browns in or out. I'm putting a hash brown in, and I want a hash brown out of it. Ooh, so that's how I roll too. Hash brown. So. Yeah, but that, right. this is like one of those. If you want your old school X Men, you know, this is definitely one of those. I feel like this is this could have been very. Chris Claremonty, you know, yeah, era of writing. This yeah. is what it reminds me of. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm down for it. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I have I've read all the other Magneto stories. You know, right. what, the last one was like the uh, what was <sighs> it the 2014 2015 series? Yeah, um, which I liked as well. Uh, had some really cool art with it too, uh, but. I, I I saw this and I was like, oh, I'm peaked. So I snagged it. Nice. All right. Sp- well, I guess I don't need to spin the wheel. I know they're all going to be mine. Uh, let's see what comes <laughs> up. Hey, Doctor Who Doomsday. All right. So this is uh, issue two from the Jody Hauser storyline. Um, I love that that's a mirror behind Missy and you can see that she has a knife to try to kill Doom. Um, so this picks up where the other one left, where you know Missy's still trailing Doom, she's still trying to impersonate the doctor. Um, she has a Mad Hatter on hat this time because she's at the 31st, 34th annual Old Earth convention. Um, so it like people are dressed like hippies, people are dressed like Rose Tyler, um, people are dressed like like weeping angels there's a little uh plush 13th doctor at one point um and missy follows doom um and they go to this really remote place after uh well actually sorry in the the, this lady who's dressed like an old pilgrim tries to come up and buy all the books the physical books out of the the one bookshop um for the purpose to burn them all to destroy the books so that the future becomes different. And they get into this fight about how you can't burn the books because then no one will know what what the past did. So then future will repeat the past. Uh, So they end up like (laughs) killing the, killing the pilgrim lady. Um, 
and they go to this other dude's house who is a mark for doom and like doom ends up killing the guy but it's really really well written it's very much so a missy book um if you liked michelle gomez as missy you will love this um it's it's very good i like it it's not like a canony like super canony thing that everyone needs to have in their collection because they need to be a purist doctor who thing um it's just a fun side story and if you like missy you will enjoy this book um i give it uh a scone and a cup of earl gray fancy Uh uh-huh so all right now is it like panera scone or just like a scone you get from any old bakery um like a like a really like a better than panera scone like like a real bakery scone right like a high-end bakery scone okay so all right my last book is buffy the last vampire slayer this book was surprisingly hella good um so it takes place in that that alternate universe that boom has built around buffy the vampire slayer um and it focuses mostly on um thessa who is the daughter of willow and tara who is now the new the the next slayer she's the next chosen one because as we know buffy can exist with another chosen one because she died and came back to life in the very first episode of the tv show also happened in the movie which by the way r.i.p paul rubin um because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um anyway this is it starts off like she's making like a like a slayer training video of like check out your watcher and hang out with your watcher um and then you see her uh like working at the pier like cleaning off like dead uh uh seagulls because they keep flying into this ferris wheel um meanwhile buffy and spike are still together and they're trying to go on like a vacation but buffy's like i don't have any clothes that actually work anymore because they're all either bloodstained or destroyed and blah blah blah. he's like does it really matter and she's like yeah i guess not so she uh you know she has anya come to be the watcher and not really babysitter because she's 21 but to just be there and hang out with her um to make sure everything's cool and anya is still very much so a demon that doesn't understand humans um they uh like she's like, do you want to watch a movie? She's like, no, whatever. So she goes out on patrol, uh, kills a guy. Her girlfriend calls. They go to this, um, like, kind of like makeout point, I guess. Um, and uh, you, they run into her girlfriend's brother and his like gang of dudes. Meanwhile, Buffy and Spike are. Um, like he she forget he forgets something in the car, so Buffy goes to get it. She freaks out on a drunk uh a a robo tripping raccoon that's under the car because she thinks it's a bad guy, and then accidentally throws a spike at Spike or Spike a stake at Spike, and he catches it and he's just like, You need to calm the fuck down. So she goes to the bathroom, takes a shower, punches the glass, hurts her hand. Her and Spike are not doing well. Um, Thessa comes back. Anya's now built all these training things in the house, and she's like, "I thought you'd like to punch things." And she's like, "Nah, just want to go to bed." So instead, they watch. Uh, they end up watching like some movie, TV show, and they're both like crying their eyes out. Um, Thessa then, uh, kind of peeks into um what like what on the watcher list uh anya is there for um anya realizes she did that wakes her up stupid early and it's kind of like hey uh i'm gonna go for a run do you want to go for a run she's like no she comes back and the girlfriend's there with donuts and she's like well i brought all this nutritional stuff back oh donut girl's here and you know the girlfriend leaves and anya's like 
by the way, I'm pretty sure that she's not who she who you think she is. Um, something's off about her. And they show her apartment at the end, and the the brother and the band, like his group of dudes, are all dead in a giant uh, pentagram circle, and she's drinking a bottle of blood. So I'm excited for this book. It is very, very well buffied out. Um, like I'm giving this like a Western omelet with extra bacon, hot sauce, and uh, a large black coffee. Um, because that's just how I feel it needs to roll. Is <laughs> that good? Love it. Um, oh, and Thessa can use magic like her mom's. So she not only is she a slayer, but she's a witch. Okay. So yeah, so it's 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 even cooler, right? Okay. Um so I, I dug that a lot. So okay. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about some TV and movie stuff. So um spoiler if you haven't watched Star Trek uh Strange New Worlds. First off, I don't know why you're not. This show is fucking awesome. <laughs> so two two weeks ago we had the uh the lower decks crossover episode and they did this cool like they did the 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 opening sequence in lower decks animation and then there was like a stinger at the end where the the current crew was in animated um and then this week it's a musical episode and the and the opening credits are in acapella and it's awesome um so and and it really kind of sets in motion things that we see a little more in regular original series. So nurse chapel and Spock break up. Um, Yuhura realizes she has feelings for Spock. Um, Jim Kirk and uh, Nudie and soon are kind of like, they had like an episode earlier in the season where in an alternate timeline, they were a couple and he died or whatever. And this, she reveals that, hey, I have feelings for you. And he's kind of like, I do too, but I'm kind of seeing this girl named Carol and she's kind of pregnant. And that's a total, as soon as she, as soon as he said that, I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's Wrath of Khan right there. So I looked it up and I'm like, it absolutely is. It's, it's, it's Carol from Wrath of Khan um, and her, their son who's in that, that movie as well. So it was very good. It had a ton of Easter eggs in it. The show, the 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 cast on there were amazing. All the female singers totally kicked ass. Like if I didn't think they were hot already, they were definitely hotter now. Um, <laughs> like because like it was it was very very good, especially the Noonien Sun um, character. She did the song where she's uh, singing about Kirk and like in a room and it's it's probably the best song in the whole episode uh there's like a big a big full number at the end with like like dancing and the whole crew gets into it um it's it's hilarious oh and at one point the klingons bust out into uh into song as well which reminds me I wanted to see if they were very specific, but they actually, uh, they were more of like a hip hop rap group. So it was, it was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, it was so good though. So good. Uh, okay. we only get one more episode. Um, but this one was called subspace Rhapsody. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. <sighs> Hold on, let me see here. Um, if they had that title, they should have did a queen number somewhere in there, right? <laughs> uh, what else was he in? Nope, not that guy. Oh, maybe he was that guy. Uh, so the guy really so the guy who played 
he played the engineer in the first couple seasons. It, it was it was Hammer in the first couple seasons. He also played General Garcock in the new one. And this dude's like pretty much legally blind. And he totally kicked ass in this. It was so good. So good. Um, yeah. So uh, everyone should really check that show out if you haven't. It's, it's super good. Um, okay. So now we're going to talk about Transformers Rise of the Rise of the Beasts, right? Beasts. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm going to preface with this with uh so when I was a kid, I used to be a big Transformers fan. Gen 1 stuff, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. <laughs> Still watch the original movie. Beast Wars wasn't a fan of the animation. It was okay, but not as cool to me like uh, I, I think once you get to a certain age it's like what was your favorite gen of transformers is the way that usually goes mm-hmm. um, i hadn't i had nothing against beast wars i thought it yep. was like kind of cool but again it was that era of we were messing with cgi and that cgi back in the day was quote cool yeah you know well, now you let, look back at it and it's like garbage. So say, let me <laughs> let me just say also that uh, on that note, um, the like the 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 actual like primals or what are they called? Um, they're not called primals. Optimus Primal. They're called whatever the animals are. And like all the Transformers themselves in this, the actual Transformers look pretty good. A lot of the other CGI, though, stupid terrible. Like there's a scene where um, Mirage like gives the main dude like a like a gauntlet and he like throws something at him and it like hits his hand and then it like morphs around his hand and forms this thing. The CGI on that scene was such garbage. Like. I was like, holy crap, I feel like it's stalled out, like on a like you need more RAM to boot this. Like not <laughs> not good. It it just oh looks my. so fucking bad. Um the I was uh, surprised it it was it felt like that jut in that movie just came out too. Came out when it. Flash did. Came out the same week Flash. Yeah. So and I think Flash is gonna be on HBO soon, if it's not already. Um yeah. But, I think they're giving it another week or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this, like I said, this was actually, like, the story, though, was very well done. Um, I liked, I I did, like, outside of the CGI, I didn't like the way Prime looked. He looked kind of bad. But this takes place in 1994. So it takes place before the Michael Bay stuff, right? Uh okay. And the, um, like the animal ones, it's a similar story. They're kind of in the future and then they come to the back or to the past. And then they lock away this, um, trans warp key. They break it in half and they, they bury it in two different spots. One is like in Egypt, the other one's in Peru. So, um, and then the, the, those, um, guys just kind of lay dormant for a while until they um till they're needed so like air razor and optimus primal are separately watching two different things and like um uh it's it's kind of cool and like the humans in it actually make a little more sense for the story like one's an archaeologist and figures out the first key and then the other one is a guy that needs to he's trying to help his brother who has sickle cell anemia he's trying to make money for or trying to figure out ways to to get money for him uh to help him out so he um tries like they they tell him about this porsche that's in this building so he goes in to steal the porsche here the porsche is mirage so (laughs) and like the way mirage does stuff is cool because like there's a part where they're they're like in a high-speed chase from the cops 
and Mirage makes like fake versions of like like holograms of himself mm-hmm. and it fucks with the cops. Um yeah, we saw that scene in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Um the like and then you know he's like like Mirage brings the human to Prime and Bumblebee's like, yay, a human, because he's had the Bumblebee stuff, because that was the prequel to to the other Transformers stuff too. This so it takes place between Bumblebee and Transformers One, right? Okay. And Prime's like, no, we don't want humans involved. This is their war. I just need to get you guys off the planet. Blah blah blah. Well, with this this warp thing, we can get you guys off the planet. This will be great. Doesn't really work the way he wants it to. Um, Unicron, who's the big bad in this. Uh, sends Scourge, who for some reason is a truck and not a jet, but whatever, we won't go there. That, um, awful, yeah, he that looks pretty good, much as upsets... a, but he looked good as a truck. But it was weird because, like, he has this weird rust ability. Like, at one point, he gets rust on Air Razor, and then Air Razor turns bad because she starts to rust. Um, which was kind of cool. Uh, okay. But it's like, there's some like other bad CGI toward the end where like the kid, like Mirage turns himself into like a suit of armor. Kind of like, like think Kit uh, or uh, Spike's kid in the, the, the animated movie, like how he had that suit that he could like oh, shoot yeah. stuff out of and yeah. sort of be yeah. a transformer. It looks kind of like that, but not really. Um, it's like mix that with like Samus from Metroid, and that's the suit you get. So it's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, and then, well, my question is, what was the resident, our resident expert in Transformer? What did our buddy Chip think about? So I, I texted him afterwards, and I said, you know, besides the CGI in this. It's not too bad. And he's like, no, it's an okay movie. And I said, it's it's definitely better than last night. And he's like, everything's better than last night. Um, which I agree. <laughs> which I agree. That 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 was like the worst of the Transformers movies. Yeah. Um, but the soundtrack wasn't as good. The scoring was okay, soundtrack not great. Although it did have some cool 90s uh 90s tracks in it, which was cool. Um but Oh no, like um and Wheeljack is played by uh the guy who is uh Danny Ramos and on Ted Lasso. So he's the guy that's like football is life. Football is life. <laughs> he's like he's really good. Like I love that character. So like when he, I heard him speak, I'm like, Danny Rios. So or <laughs> Danny Rojas, it's Danny Rojas. And uh I was like, Football is life, football is life. Um but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. Um, I probably gave it like a three and a half out of five, three out of five, three, or three, yeah, three okay. out of five. It probably a so, solid three out of five, almost so a prob- three and a half. So it's probably like what one of the better Transformer movies. I'd say it's pretty mid rangey. Um, I think it's better than. What was the second one? Was the second one Dark on the Moon? Yes. Okay. What was the third one? Um, was it the dinosaur, the Dinobots? No, that's that was uh, or Age that of Extinction, cool. right, 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 right. So I think it was better than Age of Extinction and better than um Tonight. last night. <laughs> so, and it was probably like. I don't know, probably on par with Bark, Dark and the Moon. So it's probably like either three or four, like because there's only okay. seven, seven, six yes. or seven. No, yeah, this well, is a, if you count Bumblebee, this is the seventh one. There right? was what, four Michael Bay movies, right? And, Bum- then, Bumblebee and then Bumblebee, would be five. Okay, so six. So yeah, it's either three or four, like of okay. of six. So it's 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 not bad. It's not great. 
uh, but it's somewhere in the middle. Like, it doesn't have the big explosions and all that shit, but the fight scene was pretty good. It's just the CGI went downhill. Like, mm. the CGI was not as good. That seems to be the issue for movies. Like, the CGI is just not yeah. quality. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only my only real complaint about it, to be honest. Like, okay. there's this, there were moments where I'm like, oh, God, that CGI is so bad. Um, <laughs> and it was kind yeah. of distractingly bad. But I liked it, though. I enjoyed it. I would probably okay. watch it again. Um, Ron Perlman as... Uh, Optimus Primal was awesome. Um, mm. There's a one. There's a mid-credit scene uh, that was pretty cool, and that's about it. I I, I didn't really know how I was gonna like uh, the dude who played Mirage. Um, the hell's his name? Pete something. Um. God damn it. He was the guy that was like it it almost seemed like everyone married him every other week. Um <laughs> uh, hold on. Well, what is it? Well, you're looking for that. What was it? The Loki trailer came out. Um Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Peter Dinklage as Scourge was pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, Michelle Yao as uh, Air Razor was really good. Liza Koshi as RC was really good. Um, John DiMaggio as Transit slash Stratosphere was hilarious. Uh, Dave Sobolov as Rhinox slash Battletrap. He didn't really get to do much. Um, MJ Rodriguez as Night Nightbird was pretty good. Coleman Domingo as Unicron was good. Cristo Fernandez is Wheeljack. That's the guy that's Danny Rojas. Um, Tong Tong A Krista was Cheetor. He had like two lines in the whole movie. Um, wow. Yeah. That makes but, up for his, all his talking in the animated right. series. I mean, this right now <laughs> on IMDb, it has. Um, it has six six point one out of ten, so I agree with it. I agree okay. with that for sure, for sure. Uh, and then after we're done here tonight, um, I am going to attempt to watch, and I say attempt because it's going to be bad. Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> oh god! Uh, but my buddy uh, Keith and his girlfriend watched it the other day, and he was like, "It is so fucking bad," and I'm like. Sounds like a movie I need to see. And he's like, it is. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be doing right after we're done here. So, uh, okay. Cool. Well, what was that? We got Loki new trailer come out for the new season. Um, I like what I saw. Um, as a fan of the, the first se season, uh, it's cool. Uh, I think it's going to keep the whole Kang thing and going here. Can you know? Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, I hope I hope they don't mess it up too bad. You know, it's right now. Like I was telling you off camera here, there's not a lot of positivity going on here in the comic realm and right. in the entertainment side. Other than what we're waiting for X Men '97, mm -hmm. which is probably not till next year. Uh, so, you know, we're holding our breath for what Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. That's what that's coming out next week. Yes, so, week after. I, I know it's one of the two. Yeah, it's like mid-August. So, hold on, let me look it up. We're holding our breath. I thought it came out like beginning, beginning of August, but I was I was wrong because I was gonna watch that before the show. That did not happen. Uh, whoops! Forgot the uh the H. Uh, July August twenty third. Oh, so yeah, later than three weeks. Three weeks three from weeks. yesterday. Yeah. 
Okay. So we got some time. Okay. So the Loki's, I don't think, till September, I think. Yeah, that's why they put the trailer out. Um, but there's there's nothing really going on. But... October 6th is the premiere for Loki. Yeah, so it's so. got a little bit to go yet. Yeah, it's not really a lot going on, you know. Well, you said mm-hmm. Paul Rubens was this uh, sad and sudden uh, loss. Uh, I know here at the house, uh, my wife was in mourning. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, I bet. Know, they, I, he touched. Gross. You know, I mean, what? <laughs> He touched a lot of himself in young theaters. kids and himself. Well, it, he touched himself. It was fine. In theaters. It's in, in theaters. theaters. It was fine. It was fine. But he was a big part of children. Yeah. His programming. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we'll all remember him. Um, it was just shocking that it was like, oh, I've had cancer since 2015. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Okay, you know, I mean, I understand you wanted to keep it private. I, I get that, but it's you feel awful. It's like you feel like fans would have reached out better, you know. But yeah, again, probably wanted you know spend time with his family when he could, and just wanted to live a quiet few years. So, oh shit! Uh, real quick, uh, I finished season two of good omens and it was awesome nice that's all i'll say it was super good i have i have yet to finish the watcher actually the new witcher or not watcher the new witcher season Mm. i haven't watched that i haven't finished that yet i got caught up in my anime watching which i don't think most of our audience cares too much about anime so i won't get into it too much on that end well they might but eh, it's I watch a lot of the the stuff on Crunchyroll and the stuff on Netflix, and they just the new season of that one that I've been telling you to watch. That bastard came out. Mm-hmm. That new season came out for that one, which is I think the final one because they're not doing anything past that mm-hmm. uh, because it's Netflix, um, <laughs> you know. And then the um, those who like uh, kind of a animated Street Fighter karate martial arts kind of like Street Fighter, but it's way bloodier and nastier. Right. Uh, Baki Hama, the new city of Baki Hama came out, and it's pretty good. Uh, but that's been about it. Oh, do you want to show off my latest book other than the normal pulls? I the man thing. Man thing number one. Mm-hmm. This is the, what, third volume? Uh... Second, Second Man volume. Thing volume. Yes. Third, because he was in Tales, Tales to Astonish, I think, before that. Like, it was a I run know. of, like, where it's not, wherever his first appearance is, which is not in Man Thing. Um, yeah. On. I don't think it's a Tales to Astonish, though. I thought it was, uh, hold on. Uh, is it Strange Tales? Maybe. Strange Tales. Strange Tales, number one. Or Savage Tales. Sorry. Savage Savage Tales. Yeah, so he was in Savage Tales. Then there was another Man Thing volume, like a a mini series or maxi series. And then that volume. So that's volume. Technically, it's volume two called Man Thing, but third, if you count the maxi, the uh, Strange uh, or Savage Tales. I did see the uh, the new pop figures for yeah. the Werewolf by Night, mm-hmm. um, and they're all in black and white. And I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> that That's is brilliant. awesome. And then the Man Thing, black and white. I With may have eyes. to get that. Yes, yeah, it has red eyes, but everything else is black and white. And I may have to buy that Funko just to have it. Yeah, because it's pretty sweet. And I think it's going to be one of the last large ones because I think Funko said that they're not doing large large ones anymore. They're well, stop doing those ones. Um, I know. I know they're having um, issues with it. Well, I also know that Funko just did like a downsizing of their company. That's probably why they're not doing bigger 
the big big ones now of course they also are probably they're probably cutting study. back on everything so and, yeah yeah uh yeah hold on i want to so i, I want to say there's another man thing out there already is there uh there's the swamp things they did have DC Swamp Thing stuff. Well, there's the the movie version of it where he's called Ted. Yes. Uh, then there's the there's a a regular San Diego exclusive one and a convention one. Summer convention. What year did you come out? Back in like 2020. Oh. 2003. There's one that came out in 2020 um, that was like color and looked more looked more like the R.L. Stein version. Like, uh, yeah. So, eh. but the 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 new one does look very very good. I, I just think I it's like funny that he's called Ted. Yeah, yeah, I think that that was the joke. Is that. But I like they're all black and white, which I thought was a brilliant move on Funko and Disney Marvel Disney Marvel's part there. Yeah, he, oh, he doesn't have red eyes. They're just like yeah. slightly shaded. Yeah, but, but it looks the detail. good. Yeah, yeah, the detail is excellent. Yeah, yeah I'll that definitely looks have awesome. to get that. Yeah, I have to add Ted Indeed. to that section there. So, so. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for stopping by and hanging out for the couple of you that yep. watched. Uh, we will probably be discussing changing our times and dates because we haven't really had a lot of people watch in a while. Mm -hmm. So um, we will figure that out and let you know. So keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, make sure you check out PulpCon this weekend. Uh, make sure you buy your ticket for Storanko. Uh, We'll see you at the warehouse sale in two weeks. Um you know, we'll check out our socials. Be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I have threads. I have threads. TikTok. I have good lord, everything. I think I have um, a I have a Snapchat. Like it's all John W. Engel with no H. I will I am gonna pimp myself out a little bit this Saturday. Well, actually the whole weekend, but Saturday I will be here at my house. And if you would like to buy some merch off of me and the wife, now this is dresses, this is clothes, this is our grand yard sale for the town of Derry happening all weekend long. So if you're in the Westmont County area and you want to gee, even just say hi, uh, coming down and see us here. It's it's not hard to find us. Derry's like really small and easy to find. So. Yeah, your road's a little uh, old school sketch city, but uh, you yeah. know, for that area, it's actually well kept. So. Yes, yeah, very <laughs> All much right. so. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for watching and hanging out with us, and we will catch you next time.